Dear Heavenly Father, you are mighty to save. We thank you for this time that you've given us here to come and worship you, to praise you. We thank you that you've brought us here together to commune with each other and to to meet with your people and to hear a message um, from your word, Lord. I pray that you would be with, uh, with Pastor Richard as he preaches. I pray that he would just feel your presence and that you would speak through him this morning, Lord, the words that you need us to hear. And I pray that you would give us open hearts and open minds that as we hear these words, Lord, just stir in us your Holy Spirit to, to go out and to, to live as the people that we need to be to tell the world the good news that Jesus was born. He came, he died, and he saved us. And I pray that you would just uh, empower us with that, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning. This on? Yeah, good. Good morning. Um, so <clears throat> some of you may not know me, and I just kind of want to start off with an introduction. Most of you have been here a couple times already. But I'm, my name is uh, Richard. I'm the executive pastor over at Faith Community Church here in town at Clovis. And so some of you may know, um, or I say it's just a hop, skip, and a jump down the street, but it's, you know, about 15 minutes away to get there. Um, so I'm there, and, and I oversee the ministries and, and the staff and stuff there. And, and my wife, uh, that I've been married to for 24 years, was unable to come with, us, come with me today. Um, my wife and I have been traveling quite a bit for uh, past, or quite a bit filling in pulpits in Oakdale. Uh, we've done Oakdale a few times, and we've been in Los Banos. And so I've pretty much, we've pretty much been gone from our church every other week for the last like month and a half. And so she uh, works in children's ministry at the church, and they just had their Christmas musical last week. And so it was one of those, this was one of those weeks where she just needed to be at the church, to be with the kids as they just completed this musical and this message, and she needed to be there to kind of celebrate with them. And so uh, thankfully, we had an opportunity to be in town, so we're not going to be away from each other for long. But uh, she's there, and I'm here, and, and we have... Uh, two beautiful children together, and we have a, a niece uh, that we have guardianship over, um, and so we have this beautiful family, and, and more to come as my son is engaged to be married this, year, this upcoming year, and so just great, wonderful things going on, and God's doing some great things in our family and in our life and, and, and in our church, uh, and, and I hear great things going on here, and so God is on the move, and he is, he is in each of the churches, and he is in each one of us, and he is working through us, and so there's great, wonderful things, and I'm sure that each one of us could testify to the things that he's doing in our lives, and so I'm not going to kind of go on and on anymore with that, but we all have something we can share, and so God is definitely working, and and we are in this season now where we are preparing to celebrate uh, the the memory and the remembrance of his birth that happened so many years ago, and and, but we're in this season of, of preparing for his second coming, and so it's not just this month of December that we are, that we are celebrating. We're, we're here to celebrate his, his birth, but he was born many, many, many years ago, and, and we are here uh, to prepare an uh, excitement and hope of his second coming where, where all of this stuff that we go through is gone, and we, and we are just going to be in his presence and, and just full of his light. And, and that's today what we're going to talk about is, is the light of Jesus and in, in the darkness uh, that we live within. And, and so we'll be in John. Um, I won't be reading the scripture quite yet, but we'll be in uh, John chapter 1. Um, so if you want to prepare yourself, that way when we get to that point, we're ready to read. But 
a few things to kind of go over. You know, darkness. When we think of darkness, it's, it's an area of fear, right? You know, when we think of our children, they're afraid of the dark. And why are they afraid of the dark? They're, they're afraid of the dark for, for the things that they don't know that are going on around them. They're, they're afraid for, for things that um, they may have normally seen during the day and it'd be normal um, items in the house. But when it becomes dark, all of a sudden that normal item they're afraid of because now it becomes the unknown and it becomes the thing that they're not familiar with. And so we, we, we travel in this moment of, of, we have this exposure to this darkness that we kind of become afraid of. We have this light and we, we're familiar with all this stuff and then darkness comes and we're, we're afraid of these things that were unknown. And, and so in, in scripture, God, you know, in John, he gets to, to talk about the, the imagery between darkness and light. He gets to talk about uh, the, we get to talk about today the, the, the darkness that we all know, the, the, not just the material things of what we see, the, 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 the things of this room that would be normal today and then when the lights are out become dark and we're unsure of what it is. But there's darkness in the, in the fear of things that we have in our life and, and the things that are going on in our world that bring us fear and, and darkness, uh, war, um, famine, grief, loss, all these things that bring us this darkness, that, that, that brings us this fear. Um, even with the lights on, we become afraid of those things. And, and so this is a time of, of Advent is a time of, uh, where we reflect and we remember the coming of Jesus, the coming of the light. And so we get to talk about that and, and get to remember that. And, and this is the time where when light came to illuminate from within, Jesus came to illuminate from within us, not to come and just shine on us, but to come and shine within us. And so if you think about that, the difference between shining within us and the difference of shining on us, what happens? When, when God, when, when, when light is shining on us, we cast, a, we cast a shadow. We cast an area of darkness behind us or next to us right? But when God is, when, when Jesus is shining from within us, everything is flowing out. And, and, and where is that darkness? And where is that shadow around us? There is none, because he is within us and shining from us, right? And so he speaks here, and we talk about that, or we're going to be talking about how that, that illuminates from within, not from on top of. And so this light of Jesus Christ has come and, and what we're remembering this, this season of Advent is that he's come to shine hope, and he's come to, to shine hope, and he's come to, sh to give life, and he's come to give grace and love into our hearts, into our lives, into the world. And so we need to be reminded of this light that's in this midst of this darkness and this pain that we experience, these, these shadows that, we, that, that we we're exposed to, and these areas of things that seem normal then become scary when, it, when it's dark. And so I want you to take a moment, and we're going to kind of do a little exercise, and I just want you to close your eyes. Don't open them until I tell you to. Just close your eyes. And just, just think of darkness. Think of of being in this place where it is completely dark and you can't see anything, right? Then I want you to just take a moment and I want you to open your eyes and there's, there's light, right? And so this would, this would represent us, this, this light of 
Christ in us. And then there's, just take a quick second to look around and see how many shadows are around you, how many places are dark. And then we're going to turn the lights back on. And so light comes, right? And so I want you to kind of think about what we just did right now, and I'm going to talk about that. So, so when you had your eyes closed and, and things were dark, there was darkness around you, no sense of light. You have to imagine, some of you may have been able to see a little bit of light, but imagine there's no sense of light. It's full darkness. Then when you opened your eyes, you got to see a sense of light in this room, right? And, and if we had done this where we would have gone through stages, we would have lit just a little bit, and a little bit, and a little bit, and you would have seen different stages of the room getting brighter and brighter as you turn certain things on. And so these lights represent, this, this little bit of light that you saw represents you and represents the, the, the Christ living within you. And, and that may be just a representation of maybe just one of us, one of us um, seeing the light of Christ and living the life that God has called us to do. And then a few more lights get added in, and then that's a few more of us coming together, and, and the light gets brighter and brighter. And as you study God's Word and you live in God's Word, the light gets brighter and brighter because you start to surrender that darkness. You start to, to give that up. And then as the lights fully came on, you're, you're, you're in that fullness, not quite all the way, but you're in the fullness of Christ and, and that light shining within you, right? And then you have to imagine this internally, right? Because we're in this place where we get to see it physically, but you need to imagine this internally, how this light is working with inside you. But then if you look around the room right now, even with the lights on, there's some shadows still, right? There's still shadows underneath the bench you're sitting on. There's a place for you to go and hide in that darkness. I can move and, and be out of the light of the, the, the stage, and then I can move back into the light of the stage. And So there are places that we can go to and hide, and, and those are the things that Satan lives in. Those are the places that he lives in and, and tries to pull us away from this light that God, that Christ has come to shine from within us. And, and so we have these places where, where, where we're at struggle with sin, and we're at struggle with, with um, darkness, and we're at struggle with the things that are pulling at us away from from what God is doing in our lives, right? And so they're here, and, and we're not going to be able to experience the fullness of Christ until he comes back, and then all this darkness will be gone. But for now, we have this darkness around us. We have things in our life and in this world that pull us into this place of darkness. But we need to remember and focus, and we're going to talk about today, that we focus on the light that we keep our eyes on the light. So even when the lights were off and you're all looking forward, you see the lights of the stage and you see everything up here. And that became your focus when you opened your eyes, right? Your first focus was not on the dark places of the room, but the focus was on the light on the stage. It was me that had to tell you to look around and see the shadows of the room, right? That's, that's the same in our life. We focus on the light and it's other things that tell us to look at the shadows, that you should be in those places, and we are to focus on the light. And so we're going to read from John today, in John chapter 1. And I really kind of contemplated, I will say I, I've gone back and forth, and, and I, I was only going to read John, um, John 1, uh, 6 through 8, and then uh, John 1, 19 through 28. But then I really kind of felt like, no, we need to read this entire uh, scripture. So it's going to be kind of a long reading, and I apologize, but there's just something to this that kind of struck me this morning as I was reading it that I needed to kind of add this in. It says, in the beginning was the Word, 
and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made with through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. And then here's our focus. Then came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testifies concerning him. He cries out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who becomes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. From the fullness of his grace, and we, fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. And then here's another part of our focus, because this is John the Baptist here. 19 through 28. Now this was John's testimony when the Jews of Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely, I am not the Christ. They asked him then, who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. They asked, are you a prophet? He answered, no. Finally, they said, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah, the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the desert. Make straight the way for the Lord. Now some Pharisees who had been sent to question him, why then do you baptize if you're not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? I baptize with water, John replied, but among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. This all happened at Bethany, on the other side of the Jordan, where John was baptizing. Amen. So why do I read that whole scripture when really my focus today is on John the Baptist? And what kind of came to me this morning is, is, is in the very first part of that scripture, it's talking about Jesus. It's talking about the word. And then all of a sudden, there's a part that says John came, that John was sent, right? So we go through a couple verses, and then all of a sudden, in the middle of that, there's an insertion of, there came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. And it got me thinking this morning, why was it just in the middle? It could have been moved later on. It could have been moved to match up with verse 20, uh, with verse 19, right? But there's a sense there. There's something that needed to be said. And so with the Jesus coming, there was John to come and prepare the way, to come and prepare the way to share the words. 
to let people know. He was a messenger to the people of Israel. He was a messenger to let them know that Christ was coming. And these people were in this place of darkness, but he was there to share that he was coming. And so we, in this world, in this time right now, are messengers. We share God's word with the people around us that are in their places of darkness, that are in their places of hurting. We are to share God's word and prepare the way. And this month of Advent is to remind us that we are in that season now, but we are in that season all year to prepare the way for his second coming. But John was there to prepare the way for his first arrival. John was not the Messiah. He was questioned about that, right? He was questioned, and he was not the Messiah. He freely said, I am not him. But he assured the people that, that the Messiah was coming. He reassured them and told them that he was coming the scriptures and the words that they have heard for years, he was there to tell them again that he was coming. There was hope. We are those people that share that hope with the people around us today, to share and remind people that we are living in this moment of darkness, and yes, there are things around us, but we do not need to live in those dark moments. We need to, that we can live in the light because he is here with us now and then he is coming again where all of that will be abolished and gone. That we can live freely in that. But we can free, live freely in that now. John here in Scripture uses imagery of Jesus as light. And, and John talks about Jesus as the light. As something to, for, for that, to, to remove the darkness. For darkness has nowhere to hide in light. As this room was dark, then as the lights come on, there's nowhere for the darkness to hide. It, it, it moves, but the light overcomes. And yes, there's shadows in this area, but there are places that are harder for us to get to. Because I don't know about you, but for me to crawl underneath that bench, is, that pew is pretty difficult, right? So it, it takes effort to get down there and get in there. So it takes effort for us to get into those places of darkness. And God's people at that time knew darkness, did they not? They were, they were traveling for years, or they were, they were captured, and they were in this, this place where they, they knew what Scripture told them, they knew what, what was coming, but they were in this place of, oh, Lord, how long, do we, how long must we wait? How long will it be? We're holding on to this hope, but when will this day come, right? When will this day come? When will your Scriptures be fulfilled? When will your Word be fulfilled? And so they go through this time of, of, of silence because God is not speaking to them. He's not talking to them. There are no prophets. There are no, no um, uh, messages being shared. There's no movement going on, and they're just in this time of silence. And they're holding on to the hope that they have, and then they're wondering when, when, oh God, is this going to happen? When, oh God, are you going to fulfill what you have said you're going to fulfill? And here John comes and says, He's preparing the way. It's getting closer. Even in this scripture, it's like he's coming tomorrow. Like he doesn't know this, but he's coming the next day because this is immediately before he baptizes, baptizes Jesus. But he doesn't know he's coming that day. He just knows he's coming and he's just preparing the way for he doesn't know what day that will be. So they... These people of Israel had suffering. They knew what suffering was. More suffering than we probably could imagine because we have lots of resources available to us. But there are people in our world 
now who, who don't have the luxuries that we have, that have suffering far more than we could ever imagine and, and far more than I've ever seen myself. There are people in this world that, that have far less than what we have, and they are going through suffering. There are people in our community that have far less than what we have, and they are suffering, and we are to share and be a light. These people of Israel knew what dis- they walked in despair and, and grief, and they were getting to a point of maybe losing some of that hope. Because don't we feel like at times when, when things are not happening, we, we tend to start to lose hope, and, and we say and we hold on to this hope, but, but things of the, sh- the darkness start to pull us away, and they start to tug at our heart, and start to tug at our, let me rephrase that, tug at our minds, for God has our heart, but they tug at our minds and start to, we start to analyze things and go, maybe I'm better off in this darkness, for nothing is coming. And so we, we hold on to that hope. And we know what that feels like too. Don't we walk through moments where we feel like God is not speaking to us? That God is not talking? That nothing is happening? My life, why is the things happening in my life? Why, God, are you not fixing this? Why, God, are, why God is this happening to me? Why, God, am I not hearing or seeing your movements? And then we become in that, that place of suffering. And we sometimes start to lose hope for the darkness pulls us away. And we start to lose hope in the faithfulness. So think back to the, when the room was dark. There was nothing happening. There were all these shadows around us. And just the little bit of light is what we focused on. And that, that, that's all we need to focus on is the little bit of light to take us away from those areas of darkness, to take us away from the, the place of, of suffering. We're going to go through the suffering, but, but even when the room was dark and you opened your eyes, lights are on. God is with us. We don't need to live in the darkness before we can, before we can focus on the light. The light has come, and the light is Jesus. This promise of Advent, this, this, the promise of Advent, even though it's already been fulfilled, helps us to live, live each day in hope and expectation of the kingdom of God at work in our world. John told the people of that day that the light they had been waiting for was coming, giving them just a little bit to hold on to that hope that they had that the light of Jesus was coming. For he didn't know when he was coming, but he knew he was close. And said, hold on. Jesus' message, John's message meant that the people could have hope and could anticipate an end to that darkness. They could anticipate that the close, the end was coming. They didn't have to worry about this darkness. We are also told that the light has already come. He has already come, and we are preparing the way for his second coming. We can have hope that we don't need to live in those dark places in our life, that the light has come to, to live with us, within us, and to guide us. So we don't need to crawl into those spaces of darkness. As you sit, there are shadows underneath you, and there are places in your life that are pulling you back. 
There are opportunities for you to go back into those places of darkness. But as you sit here and just sit in this light, this is where you've placed your focus on. We don't have to live in those dark places. So as we are, we're in this moment and, and, and we are, we no longer need to live there. We don't need to live in that darkness as we're in this moment. We are to live in the light. For Jesus has already come and he already overcame. He already overcame the darkness for us. Gave us life so that we may live in the light but not live in the darkness. And he is coming again where, where even the shadow underneath your, your pew will be gone completely. And that is what we are preparing for. We get to live in this light now so that we know that the, the coming, his second coming, we don't need to worry about the shadows underneath us. But to be honest with you, we don't need to worry about them now. For all we need to do is live with the light within us and cast those shadows aside. But you know, there are times when things get tough, don't they? And then one bad thing turns into another bad thing, turns into another bad thing, turns into another bad thing. And before you know it, you're kind of out of the light and you're in the shadow. But as earlier, when the lights were off and you opened your eyes, there's still a light to focus on. That little bit of light to return to and say, I am so sorry that I have walked away, but let me live in this light now. So what are we here for? We're here to prepare the way for others. As John was the messenger preparing the way for the people of Israel for their coming king, for their Messiah, we are messengers to share God's word with those people around us, to share God's light, to prepare the way for others who are in this moment of despair. And sometimes those people that are in the moment of despair could be sitting in this room right now with us. They're here just seeking for just a bit more hope, for maybe God is not moving in their life right now. Maybe they're there's too much darkness going on for they can't see the movement of God. But God is with us because even earlier when the lights were off and the lights were still on, they were there even though your eyes were closed. The light was there. It's us who walks away from, from the light. It's us that makes that choice. It's not, it's not the shadow that overcomes the light. For where there is light, there is no darkness, right? Darkness cannot come in and overcome these lights. It's when you turn these lights off that darkness comes in. That's a choice we make when we walk away. And so we have that choice to just stay in this light and not crawl underneath the pew and crawl into those shadows. As much as, those life, as, much as those, that darkness pulls at us, we get to, to stay here in this light and focus on Jesus and let that light shine from within us as we go and share God's word with the people around us in our community, in our homes, in our workplaces, in our neighborhood, in the world. We get to share God's word with others and prepare the way. We do not do the saving. 
John said he is not the Messiah. We are not the ones who save the people around us. That is not our responsibility, right? Our responsibility is to share God's word and share God's life, God's love with others. And so when I said earlier that the light comes into us, it shines from within us, think about that. The light shines from within us. As we go and share words with God, with other people in our, in our community, we don't need to focus on those areas of darkness in their life. We are not there to shine a light on them and cast a shadow over them. We are there to shine the light from within and share God's word and share God's love with them and be the light from within, not the light on top of. For we are just like them, we have the sufferings just like them. We were once lost just like them. We need God's saving grace just like them. And they get to receive God's grace freely just like we received God's grace freely. So this is not only for us, but for everyone around us. So remember that that. These lights cast shadows around us because we have darkness. There is darkness pulling at us, and there is these areas where if I make a choice, I can go into the shadow and, and live that, live in there. Or I can choose to live in the light and focus. Because what I find, and I'm not, I don't know about you, but I find that when bad things are happening to me, I start to feel like a bunch of bad things are happening to me. Don't you? Don't you feel like a bad, one bad thing turns into another bad thing and turns into another bad thing, and before you know it, hmm, where was God in this moment? Why did, why did these bad things happen? And then, and then something reminds me, and I read God's word, or, or someone will say something to me, and I'll go, oh my gosh, it was, it was me. God was with me the entire time, and the light was shining, and he was saying, I'm right here, but I let all the bad stuff start to consume me. And then I need to refocus and go, he was with me that whole entire time, but I drowned him out with all the things of this world, all this frustration. And I will tell you what, if, I, if there was any kind of frustration, I would tell you it was this last week for me was the most frustrating week I can remember. And it's usually the most recent thing that happens, because I'll really tell you, there's probably more frustrating things that have happened in the past, but this last week was probably the most frustrating week I've had, right? And, and, and I... And, and I will, I'll be honest with you, there were a few moments this week where I let those frustrations consume me, and I, and I started to complain, and I started to say, why? And, and this is not how things should be done, and, 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 and I started to, to live in those, those, those shadows and started to complain and started to, to lose focus on what God really wanted me to do this week. Started to, and then one day I came over here and wanted to take a look at the sanctuary again, even though I'd been here before, and and wanted to kind of visualize this illustration. And I got back in my car, and I wasn't, I hadn't even made it to the freeway back to the church yet. And it was like God revealed everything that he wanted me to do and everything he wanted me to say when I, when I kind of just released myself and said, how is this going to work? And went, this is what you want, God. And all of a sudden, I'm on the freeway, and things are just pouring through, and I'm just like, Thank you, God, because I had lost focus for a day and had lived, started to live in those shadows of, 
of, of doubt and those shadows of despair and, and, oh God, why are all these things happening to me and I just don't have time and, and I'm losing sleep over all this stuff that you've, that, that's going on to me and why, why, why? And then God revealed to me in just a moment where my focus was to be. That little bit of light makes it really hard to, to hide. The little bit of light makes it really hard to hide. When it's completely dark, it's easy to hide. But just a little bit of light makes it hard to hide. As we close, I'll leave you with these last few words. We do not need to live in despair because we know that Jesus, the Messiah, came to earth to live among us in our darkness that we might not have to walk alone. He is the light for our path that we can have hope. In this season of Advent, many of us walk through darkness in one form or another. Jesus wants to be a light for us that we might know love, grace, and peace. We also are to shine the light of Jesus to those around us that they might see the love of God through us. I'd like to close. I don't know if anyone's doing a long-expected Jesus series for Advent. In today's prayer, I'd like to close in today's prayer that, that if you haven't read yet today, you'll be reading tonight with your family. And if you would stand... Put your hands out. You may keep your eyes open. You may close your eyes, whichever you choose to do. But just listen to these words as we close in prayer. It says, Christ with me, Christ before me. Actually, let's back this up. I want you to repeat this after me. Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me. Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I lie down, Christ when I sit down, Christ when I arise, Christ in the heart of everyone who thinks of me, Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me. Christ in every eye that sees me. Christ in every ear that hears me. I arise today through a mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity through belief in the threeness, through confession of the oneness of the creator of creation. Remember, and this is my prayer. Remember these words. Remember the light is within you, shining out from you. Share these words with others in your community. Share these words with others. Do be a light from within not a light that shadows cast, that, that casts shadows. Father, I pray that you would be with these people, be with this prayer, 
be with these peoples. And thank you for this opportunity to share your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.